You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Eman. Yo, what is up, everybody? This is your boy Eman coming at you with episode 97. That's right, baby, coming at you with a back-to-back episode. I know I told you yesterday, you know, life has been really busy, has gone in the way. But hey, I had some time today. I forgot that I had a day off from work because I was maxed out on vacation, so I needed to use it or lose it. So I took a day off because I have a couple of things to do anyway. And uh, and I found some time to get you know get some work done. And uh, I was supposed to say, I got some time for a podcast. So I'm going to make a back-to-back podcast. It's Monday, October 26th. And here we go, man. I got a banger for you guys. Remember, I may not be publishing and posting as often as I would like to, but you need to understand that I'm all about the quality, not the quantity. So I will refuse to just put out stuff for the heck or the sake of putting out stuff. When I post something, when I publish something, I am going to give it my best to be, to have the best quality as possible. Got a full one for you today. I'm going to hit you up with some more NFL as I did yesterday, my Brady versus Bill Belichick's uh, piece over there. Today, I got the real deal, man. Contenders versus pretenders. We're up to right now. We're in week seven of the NFL season, almost a half, you know, the halfway point. Well, next week will be that, but I think it's enough sample size to kind of give you my contenders versus my pretenders, the top NFL teams, who I think are my top five contenders, who I think are in it to win it. The teams are actually legit chance of winning the Super Bowl, the top five teams in the NFL. And then I'm going to give you my pretenders. These are teams over 500 who are leading their division, maybe. I think it's just kind of smoke and mirrors. You know, I don't think they're that legit. They just happen to having a little bit of success right now based on the fact of the schedule your normal NFL season stuff, right? Let's start with the top five teams. I'm going to break these down, give you the reason why, and I'm going to go in this order first of all, right? To me, number one is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are number one in my book as a top contender. They're for real. I mean, last yesterday, they beat the, a good Titans team, which I was surprised. They start. I, I was surprised with the start they had and the large lead they had right away. But I was very surprised with how hard the Titans came back at them. And yo, listen, you cannot... Cannot complain about that. But the Steelers, man, the Steelers are back. Big Ben has 1,400 passing yards. All right. He has about, you know, 13 touchdowns and four picks. Not bad. 99%, 99.6 quarterback rating. All right. A rating that's out of this world. Big Ben, after practically retiring, is back putting up Big Ben numbers. And he's getting better week after week as he's getting used to the, you know, he's getting into NFL shape, which he already is. Forget about the defense. The defense is top-notch. Number one defense in the league. That's one of the main reasons, their main attack. But listen, dude, James Conner, as of now, is playing injury-free, has 451 rushing yards. Him and Blake and Benny Snell are a, a one-two punch for touchdowns for uh, James Conner. And then also and only one fumble this season, which is really, really excellent, all right? And then Snell has two touchdowns themselves. They're kind of doing a great job in breaking that workload. Now, surprise, season, Cinderella, late round, sensation, wide receiver, Chase Claypool is leading the team in receiving yards and in touchdowns. Chase Claypool has four touchdowns through the air and also has uh, two rushing touchdowns. All right, that's crazy. He has two freaking rushing touchdowns. Because they do, they're using him on these uh, on the uh, you know the, on the hand around plays and stuff like that. It's pretty crazy, man. This guy is actually super surprised everybody. They knew how good this guy was in college, but for some reason, like DK Metcalf fell really really late. And again, just like Juju, just like Antonio Brown, the Pittsburgh Steelers got themselves another superstar wide receiver in the late late rounds of the draft. 
man, whoever your scout is or their draft analysis guy who picks up this position players, these wide receivers who become studs, has to be given a great increase in salary unless he already has it because he's done his job so far with the amount of talent he picks up. I mean, this is a very sharp team. I mean, Juju hasn't even has had a rough start, has three touchdowns, two of those were in the first game. But you know what? Hey, at the end of the day, he has 32 receptions, leading the team in. Deontay Johnson is right there with 24 receptions. He's been out a couple of games because he's been hurt. But look, they have between Claypool, Juju, and Deontay, man, they have a, they have a, they have a good thing going who, who are giving these secondaries fits. And, of course, Big Ben is back, and he's the leader of that team. And there's a reason why Big Ben is being successful. Antonio Brown hasn't played in over a year and a half. He's finally got to get pro, hopefully a break. Young Bell has been traded from the Jets. And we'll have finally success because, at the end of the day, it wasn't Le'Veon Bell. It wasn't Antonio Brown. It was Big Ben, the most important player of that team. And he's showing it why. He's showing why he's the most important player in that team and why they're successful. Great defense. Defense is keeping him up there. But Big Ben is doing what Big Ben does. That's why they're 6-0, no doubt about it. They've been representing strong, and they had one heck of a year so far. Right now, number one team in the NFL in my book, number one contenders. Right now, everybody's chasing the Steelers in the NFL. All right, moving on to the second out of the top five. Another contender, of course, is the Kansas City Chiefs. It is what it is. They got the best player in the game, best quarterback, not just the best quarterback playing the game in Patrick Mahomes. That's enough said. They're to be their number two, the best, top second best team in the league. They're contenders. And right now, that may change afterwards. They might take the number one spot. It's just the beginning of the season, only seven game. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be winning, and they are. The Kansas City Chiefs are playing dominant football, and not with a great season so far by Patrick Mahomes. Yes, a great season, but not a Patrick Mahomes season like he's had in the past two years. I mean, the Chiefs' only loss came this year against the Raiders, and after that, they've won two in a row. And they've been dominant pretty much. Uh, throughout the season, even that Raiders game, they, were, they almost had it. And what's crazy is this defense is stepping up. Uh, they're having a pretty decent season. Yesterday's game, they actually, the defense did pretty much all the work. Patrick Mahomes right now, it's not having a typical Patrick Mahomes. I can't believe I'm saying this. He still has 16 touchdowns and one interception. Wow, this is not a typical Patrick Mahomes here. Of course it is. 109 rating. Um, the man is, is just, again, the best quarterback in the game. Russell Wilson closely right behind him. And, yo, it was nice to see Chad Henney yesterday come in, by the way, sort of segue, coming in and, uh, you know, uh, completing uh, two out of two and rushing a, and taking the touchdown in, of uh, rushing a touchdown right in. That was pretty cool. I mean, this team, again, we know Travis Kelsey is a beast. We know Tariq Hill is the cheetah and is fast. And then you got the surrounding cast in that receiving court, all right, with, with uh, you know, Hardman, Sammy Watkins, all right, Demarcus Robinson. We know the speedsters out there. We know the slot. We know that right now. What they didn't have last year and they have this year is the rookie sensation who is, you know, coming in on his own, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Another 100 yards, back-to-back 100 yards uh, rushing game. I'm actually, no, I didn't have, uh, did he have 100 yards yesterday? I, I had to go look at the stats. But so far, this kid has had um, 551 rushing yards for the year, 4.8 uh, average yards per carry, pretty darn good. He has two two touchdowns. That's going to pick up as, you know, as he gets more and more comfortable and it is what it is, man. I mean, we know what you get from Kelsey. He's, he has five touchdowns, three kills and five touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes is a real deal. We know that. It is what it is. They lost one game. That's going to happen. I think this team can actually go 14-2 and two the rest of the way. 
it is what it is. They're, they're, they're the number two team in the league and, you know, might be short-lived. They might be number one as the season goes on. Moving on to the Seattle Seahawks. All right, let's get this straight. Regardless of the loss yesterday to the Cardinals, which was a good game, overtime game, look, Russ is the man. Yes, he had one bad game, but that team is offensively is a complete juggernaut. And they've proven it this year, game after game. I mean, this this team puts up more points, scores more than freaking Will Chamberlain at a swingers party. All right? Rest in peace, my man. Out of the six out of the seventh games, they put up more than 30 points. And last night's loss, they put, you know, they put up 34 points. They scored 27 points against the Vikings once this year. That's the only time they scored 20 points out of the first uh, out of the seven games, the first seven games this season. They are the truth. Russell Wilson had a rare three-pick game. He came in into the season with only three interceptions before yesterday. 22 touchdowns, six picks, still pretty darn good. He has 1,890 yards, a quarterback rating of 119. Come on, man. Tyler Lockett had one of those beastie games, three touchdowns, 175 yards. But look, he has. He's leading the league, the team in receiving yards. Him and DK both have 500 receiving yards this year this far. Tyler Lockett having more receptions, more targets, but that's usually the way it goes. Tyler has seven touchdowns. DK has five. DK didn't have a touchdown yesterday, so it's going to be fun. At this point, DK had five coming in yesterday, and uh, Tyler Lockett had four. It's fun watching these two guys, along with Russell Wilson, doing their thing. It's pretty freaking cool. Running game is a little suspect. That's their weakness, of course, along with their defense. They can't hold leads, man. They cannot hold leads. They proved it last night. Defense is not, doesn't do a great job because as many points they put up, they allowed over 20. So that's the only thing. Offensively, it's a juggernaut. Best offensive team in the league, I believe. Yeah, they have to, they're top three in my book, regardless of the loss yesterday. It was entertaining watching Tyler, I mean, Kyler Murray going out at uh, Russell, well, each playing each other because, you know, Russell is the heir and Kyler Murray is the heir apparent. And seeing a guy in Russell Wilson who probably was an inspiration to a player like Kyler Murray, you know, short quarterback, a guy that could have played baseball just like Russell Wilson, probably made a lot of money playing baseball, but chose to play football because his first love. Short guys that are mobile, can run, but can also sling it. And accurately. Just sling it accurately. That's the whole point. You could have a good arm, but you got to make up for the accuracy with your size. Pretty good. But again, number three team, top five. Number three, they're really a contender. This team is going to be in it all year long. I think this team can win with 13 wins. They could have 12 to 14 wins easy uh, by the end of the year. They have a great offense. The defense is suspect, but hey, it is what it is. Seattle Seahawks and number three teams, they're definitely a contender. They're in it to win it at the moment. Moving on to the Tennessee Titans at number four. Regardless of the loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday, the Titans still are showing that they're out for real. Now, the Titans have had a lot of close games. No doubt about it. I mean, they've, they've won out of the six out of the six wins they have. I mean, all the games have been pretty close except for against the Bills where they beat 42-16. to 16. Against the Texans, overtime win. Monster run over time by Mr. Uh, the Beast of the East. Southeast, I guess. <laughs> Is it Southeast? No, it's South, actually. Whatever, man. The Beast of the... Of Nashville, Tennessee, King Henry, uh, to be exact. They came back on the Steelers yesterday. That was actually a game that I thought it was going to be a kind of a blowout and Tennessee was going to kind of come down from earth. But look, they, they went, they, they got down early a lot and then they came back showing you what kind of team they are. Just like they did against the Texans. They came back on them. Everything else they've been playing, you know, they won the first game of the season, 16 to 14 against the Broncos, one by three on the Jags. It's not a great team. The Vikings were a really, really crappy team. They only beat them at one point. Texans overtime win, and then yesterday, they lost this game by a field goal. 
They could have driven this through overtime. And you know what, dude? With the way they've been coming back and playing close, if Gutskowski had never missed that field goal, they would have tied the game. I think the Titans would have pulled this off. And I might be having them as the number one team in the league. Right now, Ryan Tannenhill is doing what Ryan Tannenhill, everybody envisioned to do with the uh, Dolphins. Since Ryan Tannehill got traded and started for the Tennessee Titans, you know, taking uh, Mariota's job. He's been out, lights out. One of the top quarterbacks in, in rating, touchdowns, and accuracy pretty much overall. I mean, he has 15 touchdowns and three picks this, and two picks this year. That's insane. I mean, you forget about Henry. Henry, I mean, he, he he's the best running back in the league with seven touchdowns. I guess all Ryan Tannehill needed was a good coach, motivation, and the best running back in the league in order to actually uh, play up to the potential that the Dolphins thought they had when they drafted this individual. You got to remember, Tannehill used to be a wide receiver who then later on converted himself into a quarterback in college. He has the athleticism, and one thing that he's shown, like he did last year in the playoffs, he puts his team in in the uh, position to win. When they're down, he brings them back, and that happened yesterday. All right, Henry had a tough game. Come on, it's a Pittsburgh Steelers, for Pete's sake, right? A.J. Brown is back, who's a beast. Corey Davis, again, has been, has been emerges, has been, you know, he hasn't lived to his potential, but he's, Great complimentary to A.J. Brown and John O. Smith has emerged as one of the best tight ends in the league with five touchdowns this year. Pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, they got a lot of weapons. They play They play a really sound offensive game. Tannehill protects the ball. I mean, think about it, man. Tannehill is also is averaging about, let me see, his numbers are 7.8 yards per pass. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. He's doing a heck of a job. Right, this year has 82 rushing yards. He takes off whenever he needs to. He can do it with his legs. He's mobile enough to get out of the pocket and make the throw or take off for the first down. And probably the best play action combo here with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry is the best play action quarterback because he has the beast, the best running back in the game. I got them right now as my number four contenders, my number four best team in the league out of the top five. They're definitely contenders. I think they may stay. I mean, just what they did yesterday, I was on the fence with them, even though yesterday's loss to me proved that they are for real because they almost pulled it off. It was a missed field goal that gave them, you know, that did not, that give them the, uh, that didn't make them, that, make them, that made them lose the game. But y'all, Tannehill's playing out of this world. The Beast Henry is doing what the Beast is supposed to be doing. And, at, and, at the, and to close out the top five are the Green Bay Packers. They're definitely contenders. They close out my top five. I'm going to tell you why. Aaron Rodgers is playing like a man's possess. He's so motivated right now. And all it took was drafting his replacement in Jordan Love. Again, like I mentioned earlier, a few episodes back, I don't know if this is the best motivating move in the history of the NFL by drafting your replacement before your prime, before he's actually due with years left on his contract to get Aaron Rodgers to play the way he played his MVP seasons, to play like that Hall of Famer that he is. It's insane. Somebody has to give that GM a bonus this year because Aaron Rodgers is playing perfect, elite, out-of-this-world football at the moment. Aaron Rodgers with really no improvement on his offensive side of the ball. They didn't really give him a lot of weapons. He has the same staff, wide receiver core as last year. We all know what Adam Jones can do in the running game. We know Devante Adams. Devante Adams is a freaking beast. 
But then you got a rest of you know, the rest of your receivers are a bunch of like second Raiders and Alan Lazar, Marcus Valdez Scatling. That's it. I mean, you know who's been a good surprise with five touchdowns has been Robert Tunyon. Then tight end. He's been a really good surprise. Running back, Aaron Jones has been amazing. Was out this week. Jamal uh Williams is a pretty good combo for him to kind of give some relief for for Jones. Rodgers has 17 touchdowns, a quarterback rating of 113, only two picks. He's playing really, really good football. I think it's all motivated by Jordan Love. Look, apart from that big duel against Tom Brady, the GOAT, you had two GOATs going at it. Look, he lost, but he came back yesterday like a man possessed. There was nothing in this world that was going to stop Aaron Rodgers from getting a victory, and they destroyed the Texans 35-20. to 20. I mean, they've scored 30 points, over 30 points, in every single game this year. I'm sorry, except for the loss against the Buccaneers. Scored over 30 points, 30 points or more, and six out of the seven games, including two 40-point games. Defense is a little suspect, but hey, you got Aaron Rodgers playing MVP caliber football, and it is what it is. They run out the top five. And again, you only have Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones are two good pieces, but he still doesn't have that number good number two wide receiver, which that's why it pissed him off so much that they didn't go after another weapon, another tool for him in order to be more successful and to kind of like get him over the hump. They went and got a, a, a backup quarterback, somebody that's supposedly going to, you know, replace him, which I guess that didn't sit well over Rodgers, man. That shot of tequila, that shot actually, I think it was like two fingers or three fingers of tequila, definitely put his perspective in the right place. Rounding out my top five, my top five contenders in the NFL is the Green Bay Packers, man. It is what it is. Now, there's a couple of teams that I have on the fence right outside of my top five that are in the verge of making it to the top five, depending on what happens to the rest of the season. And I'm going to give you my on the fence before I move on to my pretenders. There's, I got two teams on the fence right here. I'm going to tell you right now who are right there on the fence on the verge of becoming contenders as well. All right. And those two teams are first, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The GOAT is playing at a high level right now. Lost their first game, but the offense started clicking. 31 points against the Panthers, 28 points against the Broncos, 38 points against the Chargers. These are all wins. Had a rough game against a good defensive Bears team, but it was a lot of mental mistakes that he flicked there and then had 38 points against the Packers who were undefeated at that point. And then they spanked the Raiders 45 to 20 yesterday, a team that beat the, uh, that, that beat the actual, the, the Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, the GOAT is getting acclimated with all his weapons because a lot of weapons he does have. Had a monster game yesterday. Tom Brady right now is putting up at 43 years old, probably one of the best statistical seasons you could think for somebody over 40. 18 touchdowns, four interceptions, has a couple of rushing touchdowns, which are all quarterbacks need. 1,900, over 1,900 passing yards. He spread the ball yesterday to four different receivers for touchdowns. Right now, Evans, Mike Evans, hasn't even, is not even on the same page with Brady because he's not having a great reception-wise year, but he has six touchdowns. Scotty Miller is becoming one of Brady's favorite targets. Chris Godwin has been hurt. I mean, come on, look at Tyler Johnson, this wide receiver. Nobody knows who the hell he is, but look at that. And Gronkowski is starting to get in football shape. Him and Brady are making that connection again. Remember, him and Brady and Gronkowski both came to a new team, learning new playbook, new offense, something that they haven't, that they both, they, they went from one system that they both played all their careers, which was pretty simple, to a whole new offensive, a whole new offensive playbook, man, by Bruce Arians, who's Pretty complicated. 
Gronkowski has two straight touchdowns in the last two weeks. That touchdown he caught yesterday was a man-beast touchdown. He manhandled that corner. That's what Gronk does. And when Gronk and Brady get in the same page, listen, that's going to be his security blanket. And when you have a security blanket and Gronk to make those catches, to move those chains, the tough, the tough, uh, you know, first down and th- the, 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 the tough third down receptions, conversion by Brady. And then you got Evans and Godwin raising it. And then you got, yo, the, the, you have Mr. Bruce, well, uh, no, Wes Welker 2.0 and Scotty Miller. This is a dangerous team. They're five and two. What's scary is I'm not even acclimated to each other yet. But this is when Brady starts getting hot, usually after the seventh game of the season. This team is very dangerous. This defense is really, really good. They're fast. They're going to make you create turnovers. You give this semi-really good defense, and the offensive line is getting a little bit better. You still need to get Brady. He doesn't have a lot of time to throw as much as that New England line. But he's getting rid of the ball quick. He's reading the defense again like he always does. He's just a GOAT. Scary. This team is one you got to watch out for and for the rest of the NFL because they will come and surprise a lot of team and they may make a run in the playoffs. They're in the fence to become to get into that top five. And they probably will be in the top five in the contender conversation pretty, pretty shortly. Next, the next team in the on the fence to me is the uh, the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I know prematurely, right? This team out of nowhere. Come on, right? Second-year quarterback, Kyler, already in the conversation or maybe on the top teams, top quarterbacks, huh? That's right. I know. You're going to say I'm crazy as much as I bash this kid coming out of college. And then, you know, I hate my own words after that. I admit when I'm wrong. But I think the Arizona Cardinals are on the fence as uh, positively making a turn and, you know, getting in the conversation of the top five of contenders. Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins are one. They're so in sync that I think D-Hop knows what the heck this guy, where he's going to throw the ball before he even lets go of the ball. I mean, these guys are so in sync that it's making Christian Kirk an elite receiver at the same time. Crazy. Look, Kyler Murray has 13 touchdowns, a little bit higher on the interceptions, but has four, has seven rushing touchdowns this year as well with 437 rushing yards. Come on, that's a total of 20 touchdowns and seven picks. He is playing like a man possessed. Kenyon Drake has had one really good game, and now he's hurt for a couple of weeks. They have a good complimentary back and um, Chase Edmonds. That's where their weakest game is. I think their running game is it's a it's a weak um, area in their game. But Kyler has almost 1,900 passing yards. DeAndre Hopkins, is we know what he could do. He is top five, top two, top three wide receiver in the league. He proved it with the Houston Texans, and he's doing it again even more so with the Arizona Cardinals. He only has three touchdowns, but this guy has 704 yards, 73 receptions. At the same time, he's making Christian Kirk be that other guy that's getting the, that's reaping the benefits, all right, of actually getting those looks, the long looks by by Kyler and freeing up the, the passing game. You know, and I'm going to mention them because what they did last night against the Seattle Seahawks, they capitalized on mistakes by Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray capitalized on those mistakes and made them pay. And that's what I've been showing about Kyler Murray. The heir apparent to Russell Wilson, we see why. He could do it with his feet. He's accurate, just like Russell, and has a good deep ball. They still don't have all the weapons they need to become a contender and elite. But to me right now, at least in the next week or so, they're, 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 they're in the mix. They're over every other team in the fence 
that I think eventually they could, you know, climb into that top five. It's an outside shot for them because they're still a very young team and they have a lot of pieces missing. Not a, not a great defense, but also, you know, they still have a real weakness in the running game and Daniels, but they need a good tight end also to kind of solidify that, um, that offense. But Kyler is a beast, man. Somebody that small. I thought he was going to be hurt by now, but he could move. He could sling it. He could sling it accurately. Hey, come at me. The Cardinals, man, don't mess with them. They're for real. They're definitely for real. Now let's move on to the pretenders. And look, I'm going to rattle these pretenders out. And I spent too much time on each, you know, on every single one of them. But I will talk about them. These are the teams that, you know, they have a good record. They're leading their divisions more or less. But I think they're uh, they're just sleepers, man. I don't think they're not sleepers. Sleepers are somebody that can make it. But they, they're just not for real. It's just a matter of having a good record. But I don't think they're going to do much noise. And they make the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to go very far. They're not a threat in the league like the other five teams that I just mentioned. And including the two teams that I just mentioned as on the fence or on the verge of becoming contenders. And let's start this up with my number one pretender, the Chicago Bears. Regardless if they win tonight, I know they're five and one. They're playing in the they're playing the Rams on Monday night, and I'm not even gonna watch that game. Regardless of the win, I think they're pretenders. They, you know, just to say it all, Nick Foles is doing what Nick Foles does. Stopgap. He's probably gonna make them make the playoffs because that's what he does. If he doesn't get hurt, because remember, this guy has a magic number of games played during the season, which is usually like five or six. So, you know, he took over for Trubisky and you know what's going to happen. As soon as he gets hurt, Trubisky's in and this team's going to dumpster fire it. But in the meantime, if he doesn't get hurt, he's going to take him to the playoffs. But it, that's it. It's going to be it. He doesn't have the weapons that he had in, in Philly in order to make that deep run. But it's going to be a very, very valiant effort. I think they're pretenders. Uh, they're they're an OK team. Allen Robinson is having a better year. They don't have all the tools they need. Defense is outstanding, and that's one of the reasons why this team stays in place. Now, Nick Foles doesn't make any mistakes, and he's the reason why this team is being very successful. Come on. I think you were 3-2 and two when you yanked uh, Trubisky out. It is what it is, man. But eventually, the problem here is that Nick Foles may not play a, the whole season. I mean, he doesn't have his magic numbers like seven or eight games played throughout the year. I think his career best was a Philly. I think he played 12, but he's not durable. And what's going to happen is that, hey, he's got to get hurt and, and that's it. You know, Trubisky comes in and boom, tank the dumpster fire. It's, it's just, it is what it is. Moving on to the next uh, pretender is the Cleveland Browns. I, I haven't been big on Cleveland all year long. Regardless of that huge game by Baker Mayfield yesterday who threw for five touchdowns, this team is not for real. All right, right now, Odell Beckham Jr. has, has, has off the season, got hurt yesterday. And, you know, Baker has thrown a lot of interceptions. He's 15 touchdowns and seven interceptions. He doesn't make the best decisions in the world. And for a team as talented as this is, you know, Kareem Hunt taking over from Nick Chubbs, who's been injured off of the season. He's doing his, I don't know if he's off of the season or not. Kareem Hunt has been playing outstanding and, you know, replacing who we know who he is. He played with Kansas City. He was a, he was a, a Pro Bowl back. Jarvis has been, has been nowhere to be found. Hopefully he'll get some more burn this year. OBJ, apart from one big game, has been nowhere to be found. Austin Hooper is injured. He should be coming back. But again, another guy they spent a lot of money on him. Rashard Higgins, it is what it is. Harrison Bryan's tight end. He actually has tight A surprise with three touchdowns. A lot of offensive weapons. Excellent defense. One of the top defenses in the league. But I'm telling you, this is only for the short run. I'm going to go out on the limb here. Right now, they're 5-2. and two, But I believe this team is probably going to end up on the best case scenario, nine and seven, which is good. It's a, it's a, it's an increase for them. Best case scenario. I don't want to tell you what the worst case scenario will be, but best case scenario, nine and seven, make the playoffs out in the first round. That's it. And I think I'm being very, very gracious. 
a lot of weight on Baker Mayfield's shoulder. This is the year that's going to make it or break it for Baker Mayfield. He needs to make the playoffs. He needs to have at least 30 touchdowns this year, less than 15 interceptions in order to be considered, you know, in the talks of, you know, some elite quarterback, uh, in the presence of elite quarterbacks in this league. Again, all the pressure falls on Baker. All the pressure falls on Baker, man. It's really tough. Next team that's um, that's a pretender is the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, hey, the passing attack looks very lacking. No real weapons for Lamar. Lamar Jackson is just doing what he does. He plays hard, man. Lamar is just a, it's just a workhorse. He, he you know he has a big heart. He's nowhere near the same offensive categories that he was last year. But I mean, it's not a lot of it is not his fault. His best receiver is Marquise Brown, and that's it. And then Andrews actually no, his best receiver is Mark Andrews. And pretty much they don't have that. Put it this way, they don't have that number one. All right, they don't have a guy like DK Metcalf that can go out and get it. A guy like Antonio Brown, keep mentioning Antonio because he's a prototype wide receiver. All right, you don't have a Evans or Godwin in this team. You know, you don't have that kind of like even Clay, you know, Chase Claypool, that big guy, the guy that can go out there and make plays. He doesn't have the big target in the wide receiver position, and that's always going to hurt him. So they're definitely a pretender, and he knows it. He's doing the best he can. He's still very accurate. He plays He plays a good game, and he doesn't, you know, he really doesn't um, turn the ball over. Only two picks with 10, 10 touchdowns through the air. Has two uh, rushing touchdowns, which, look, at this point last year, he was leading. He was on fire. But, look, he still has great numbers. He's still leading the team, the team in rushing yards as well. He doesn't even have a running game. He is the running game. There's so much this guy can do right now at the moment in order for him to get this team further into the playoffs. So same thing as ever that, that's happened in the last two years. They've got to make it to the playoffs because that defense is that good. And they'll probably get bounced in the first round again. It is what it is, unfortunately. You don't give him the weapons. You don't give him the big body receiver. You know, the five-tool receiver. Then you're not, gonna, you're not helping the guy out. You're not helping the team out. I'm shocked. I'm shocked they didn't even pick up Antonio Brown. I'm shocked that even, uh, I think they signed Des Bryant to the practice squad. I don't know how much that good's going to do. I think Antonio Brown is in better shape than Des Bryant and probably more game ready. It's something that I'm shocked they didn't like pursue 100%, but I think it was more had to do with Tom Brady than anything else. Uh, it is what it is. This guy is, has a lot of heart and he's going to play tough. And that's what he's going to do. He's always going to play tough, but it just doesn't have enough weapons in order to make him successful. That's a knock. That's a knock on the front office for uh, the Ravens. Finally, the... Last pretender is the Buffalo Bills. Yes, I know they're five and two. They're definitely going to dethrone the the New England Patriots after so many years in the stronghold of that division. You know, Tom Brady's gone, and we all know about the Patriots. Listen to my podcast that I posted yesterday: uh, Brady versus Belichick, post marriage career here, post New England, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But they're definitely going to dethrone. They're going to win that division because the Jets are horrible. Miami may make a run. Uh, I think they're going to be three and three. Let's see what, what Tua has. But at the end of the day, the Buffalo Bills will be the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they they're much improved. Defense is nasty as always. Um, Allen has had a much improved year, even though with this two game slide, he's had a, a much much improved year through the air. He has 16 touchdowns, only four picks, over 2,000 uh, passing yards, which is amazing for this guy. Stephon Diggs has been a big big factor. Uh, in this guy's game. And you, you can see why. I mean, Stefan has been that wide receiver. So look, this is what we're talking about. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are similar quarterbacks, right? Strong arm, you know, kind of, you know, erratic. Great athletic dudes, man. Big guys that can run the ball. Similar, right? You give 
Stefan Diggs, who's a pretty good receiver. He's one of those receivers that I was talking about. You know, one of those uh, prime times, you know, five tour receivers. And Josh Allen has a much, much better year this year than he did last year, you know, passing-wise. So they're still pretenders. They got to win that division. They're going to dethrone the uh, the Patriots. Finally, somebody's going to do this. Aster- put an asterisk on that. Tom Brady's not playing with the Patriots. And um, they're going to make the playoffs, and they're probably going to lose in the first round. Well, they, they, I mean, they might have, actually, they might get a bye because they're going to win the division. So, hey, they might make it past the first round because they'll get a bye. But, yeah, that to me, they're pretenders of 5-2. and two. Um, They are leading their division, but I don't think they're going to make much noise. Exit, early exit in the playoffs round. That's what I, that's what I think. There you go, folks. Man, I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad I came back, man, and gave you another shot here, man. I really uh, been lo- want to get more content out, but I really want to do quality content. That's what I do, man. I do quality over quantity. And uh, I'm going to keep coming back as much as I can. Life gets in the way, but your boy always comes back. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. I appreciate the love. Thank you for keeping listening to the podcast and the downloads. Keep, even though I'm not publishing as much as I want to and as often, I'm still getting a lot of plays. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for being there since day one for my loyal listeners. Check out the link. Uh, check out the description and all the links or the platforms that you could listen to this podcast. Check out my YouTube channel and check out the uh, TikTok ch- uh, page too, man. I got some sports stuff, some comedy sports stuff, man. Some good stuff in there, all right? Thank you very much for listening. This is your boy, E-Man, signing out. Peace. Oh. Oh. Oh.